All right, welcome back to another episode of the Float Universe podcast. And uh, it's not really a new episode if you're a true follower, because you know I was on Schizotopia's podcast a week or so ago, and you've already listened to it. So that's what we got going on with this episode is I'm in the process of a move, and I don't have a lot of time to devote to this podcast over the past two weeks with, with trying to interview people, with trying to think of questions and, you know, like track down good stories and sound clips and all that stuff. So this is a great interview. It's always entertaining. I'm always thankful to be on the Schizotopia podcast. You guys t- uh, tend to enjoy it, especially when the, the tables are turned, when people are interviewing me. I enjoy it as well. It's a lot easier to be interviewed than it is to interview, I think. Uh, But anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode. I am working on the next episode. Uh, I wanted to take a little bit for a Patreon moment. Uh, Lots of great content, uh, particularly unboxing videos and Float's Fancy Drink Review. Lots of videos there. I'm updating. I try to do at least one a week. And obviously, if you send me a package, I'll open it. But please don't send bombs. So let's go through the Patreon subscribers here. Thank you, James McRae, $1. Benetron Prime, thank you. You're enlightened, both of you, James McRae, Benetron Prime, $1. $4.20 per month deleted. Oh, I see I'm reading this here. Oh, people are taking their donations away. $3.33 a month. I'm not going to say who, but I'm reading this here. So, hey, you know what I'm going to do? If you want to delete the pledge, I'll read that as well. I'm just reading whatever's on the Patreon because I, I didn't expect it to say deleted there for a minute, but uh, I read it, so I'm just going to keep reading. $3.33 deleted, and then it was uh, balanced with $3.33 months per month by Myrene de Los Angeles. Thank you very much. You are enlightened. $3.69 per month, pledged by NRC. Thank you, very cool. You are enlightened. $1 a month, pledged by Harlow Lucas. Uh, thank you, everybody that supports. And even if you supported and you deleted the pledge, you, you, you stuck with me for a month or two. I appreciate it. Who knows what will happen? You know, I, I wish I would have stuck my digital tin cup out there a little sooner. I've been having all these followers for a long time. Oh, well. Money doesn't matter. Time is an illusion. Time is an illusion. Money's a tool, though, for sure. So anyway, I won't stay long. Enjoy the podcast. You are enlightened. There is no other way. Talk to you soon. Well, listener, I know last time I did an episode on this subject, that is the subject of QAnon, I said it would be the last time ever. Well... In retrospect, it was a little naive of me to think that QAnon would die a quick death following the inauguration of Joe Biden. There's a book that you may have heard of called When Prophecy Fails. I know it's been brought up a lot lately with regards to QAnon. The book was written by a trio of researchers in the mid-1950s who followed a small UFO cult that predicted that the end of the world was imminent 
and that most of the United States would be destroyed in a massive flood, but not before aliens came to the rescue of the believers. They were sort of a proto-Heaven's Gate, I guess. Well, when neither of these events happened, to the surprise of the researchers, this did not destroy the faith of the group. In fact, it only strengthened the faith of the believers. Their theory, as I understand it, was that the social nature of the group is what strengthened and emboldened the individual believers. In other words, it was the being part of something that kept the believers going. Now, there have been a ton of doomsday cults that you could compare QAnon to, as there have been a lot of prophetic movements that did not get the day of reckoning that they wanted, or at least believed in. And several of you have asked me why I keep talking about QAnon, or why it continues to be of interest to me. And I would say that it's because it is the first truly cyber prophetic movement. The kind of uh, messianic fervor that formerly would be limited to a pocket of people or a small group of believers has now saturated our entire culture through QAnon. And there have been several Christian revivals in American history that have been known as Great Awakenings. I don't think it's any coincidence that QAnon uses the same term. I would go as far as to say that QAnon is not an exception, that it's actually a model of cyber religion. And we're going to see QAnon-like movements become more common, not less. In fact, it occurs to me now that QAnon is sort of leaving its wild Gnostic phase and possibly reaching its proto-Orthodoxy phase, where there'll be fights over what is and is not the official canon, and maybe there'll even be you know some splinter sex or something like that. I think that that's pretty much inevitable at this point, actually. For those of you who have listened to this show since the beginning, you have heard me talk about my concept of metadystopia before. That is that the endless production of paranoid uh, and dystopian fantasies is itself a form of dystopia and could actually serve to confuse and demoralize a population of people. But let's take it a step further. If such a process were intentional, that would be a meta-conspiracy. In my late teen years, I was very, very into 9-11 truth, quote-unquote, aka 9-11 conspiracy theories. But by my 21st birthday, I had come to the conclusion that most of the people involved in that movement were either total cranks or often very cynical people out to make a easy buck, though I won't name names. However, to this day, I maintain that many of the details surrounding 9-11 are still genuinely suspicious. The Bush family ties to the Saudis, possible foreknowledge of the attacks in the intelligence community, the Project for a New American Century think tank that wanted a new war in the Middle East and just happened to be filled with future Bush administration members who got exactly the new Pearl Harbor that they wanted within less than a year of taking office, as well as the fact that Bush and Cheney themselves fought tooth and nail against there even being a 9-11 commission in the first place. Yet all the genuinely suspicious and questionable aspects of 9-11 ended up getting drowned out by a bunch of fantastical theories about nanothermite and microwave space lasers and other Alex Jones elite satanic Illuminati fanfare. I cannot help but notice that QAnon seemed to spring up out of nowhere and go completely off the rails around the same time as the Epstein case was breaking, which was actual confirmation of elite human trafficking. And yet, again, this seems to have been completely drowned out by a bunch of fantastical theories about um, secret blood-drinking cults and reptilians and this sort of thing. Now, there's part of me that thinks that that's just the nature of our infotainment hyperculture, which 
I am part of in my, in my own way. But another, I guess, truly schizo part of me thinks that the well is getting poisoned on purpose, that the way you hide real conspiracies in a high information culture like our own is not to silence them, but to drown them out with loud and salacious static. Anyway, when identity, community, and belief all get wrapped into one tight node, it is impossible for us as a social species not to get addicted to the belief that binds. But that is as true for QAnon as it is for the people who still believe in Russiagate. So the last thing I will say, listener, is that before you go judging Qholics, you should reflect on how the same process can and does unfold in other communities to varying degrees, including your own. And maybe the best way to avoid drowning in a bottle is to learn how to float. As always, I'm your host, Maxwell Cody. And joining me once again, the wokest man on Instagram, the Stormbringer himself, and the Alex Jones to my Joe Rogan, the unsinkable float universe. Float, how the hell are you? Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing fantastic. It's always a pleasure to be here. And I love that last analogy. Thank you. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah, for this show, what we've got going on, I'm a, I guess I'm like the most, what is this, the third time or the fourth time now? I think this it's is the, the fourth third, time, right? dude. Four times. We got okay, a square going now. Yeah. Yeah, we had to, we finished the trilogy, but we're back. We got now we're under the reboot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something. I don't know. We'll figure out by the time of this episode what it actually is. We're under the Q reboot. So I got to tell you, man, I uh, I lost my float genity. It finally happened. I finally got a taste of the pod. You floated. I did. I did. I got a I got a good deal on um, on a float. I went and did it. And it was interesting. It was called Neighborhood Float, which, by the way, I got, I'm going to give them a shout out right now. If you are in the North County, San Diego area, go check out Neighborhood Float. It was a great place. I had a great time. Um, the guy there was awesome. Everything there was great. Everything went awesome for me. And it was it, it uh, vastly exceeded my expectations. It was much it was much cooler than I thought it was going to be. Um, it was funny. He was asking me, do you have any problems with claustrophobia? Have you ever meditated before? And I, you know, I told him I, I have no problem with these things. I've meditated quite a bit. Um, experimented with a, many different types of meditation. So I know something about it. And he said the number one thing is people can't be alone with themselves um, for for an hour. They can't be alone with themselves for 30 minutes. I thought that was really interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that you. I learned a lot with this last pandemic going by that I was totally cool to be alone for months on end, uh, weeks on end here in the float center at the, in the beginning. But I, you know, you also see that other people can't. They, their bar, the bar is closed down. There's the sports, their, the distractions are gone. And the forced inward by virtue of being shut in their house. And so, yeah, I lost a lot of people last year, not by, not by coronavirus, but by suicide because of mental illness and people who were on the edge. And that was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. So yeah, mental, uh, that's, we, we've seen a huge surge. Uh, here, we're down in Florida. So we've been 
pretty much business as usual all, all the whole time, except for the first month and a half that where they shut us down. But we've been business as usual pretty much since since the uh, since last last May. So we've been a full year in operation, mm-hmm. and people a lot of the float centers locally haven't done so well. Um, we're doing pretty good, relatively speaking. And I, like I said, a lot of people are finally coming out of their coronavirus coma and it's really good for mental health, people with anxiety, PTSD, stress, a lot of psychosomatic stuff, um, is, is handled in the tank very easily. Yeah. Like you said, it's a, it's a very deep meditation and uh, I was, glad you- yeah. So the only, it was interesting. The only, the only tension I felt, um, I guess there was, there was two things. One is when I first closed the the pod, um, on top of me and I first got in and was locked into the darkness, I was a little bit like, Oh, and this is really happening. It, it, it felt really real. Um, but then it was it was amazing. I mean, you you really do feel like you're floating. I really lost all sense of space. I couldn't tell if I was, you know, um, it, it, it almost felt like I was floating in outer space uh, or floating in um, the the depths of the ocean, something like that. Um, it was incredible just how much pressure it takes off of your spine and body and how um, how rare it is to be able to relax that much. I made one rookie mistake. He told me, whatever you do, don't touch your face. Don't scratch your face. And I thought, well, yeah. I had a little itch on my nose. I thought, well, I could probably get it with my pinky. No, I got one really hot drop of pure salt down my nose. Uh-huh, but then that was man. then that was kind of interesting because then I was just meditating on the salt in my nose as I floated. And it was almost like I couldn't feel anything else other than that uh, salt in my nose. And I, I just thought about that for a long time until it just kind of dissipated. So it was kind of interesting. Maybe I, th- I, I take it as a little bit of an, init- an initiation. I think that was yeah. my, that, that was my rookie mistake. So it went down in your nose or went into your face, into your eye? It went right into my nose, right into my nostril. Well, well, I think that would have been worse. The eye usually forces people out of the tank. We most float centers have a water, a little water bottle in the tank to spray your face off in case that yeah, he, happens. He, he he had one ready for me. I want to take full responsibility for this. <laughs> it was one hundred percent my fault. And so he so he also so that was his rule too. Like don't touch your face because that's like, my number one rule. Yeah, he's like don't ever touch your face. Don't think you can touch your face. And I still even after he told me that he's like he's like the water bottle's right there. You can spray yourself down if you need right. to. But like don't scratch your face. And I was like, mm, I'll just I can just do the tiniest little scratch on the tip of my nose. It'll be fine. No, <laughs> it's not fine. I underestimated just how salty that water was, which I know it's a thousand pounds of Epsom salt, but even still, it's, still it's very deceiving. Sense. No, it's very deceiving. It's so yeah. Let's define it real quick for the people that are just joining in for the first time that don't know what floating is. Uh, did you float in a pod, a tank, or a room? It was a pod. It was a pod. Yeah. Okay. okay. So yeah, we have pods here. We also have a tank, and there's also uh, some floats that have rooms. I've never been in a room, but the, with, with floating, you want it to be. There's a mix of humidity. The, your body temperature and then the water and we're all trying to get that around the same temperature which is about 93 and a half degrees you're laying in a about 11 inches or so of dissolved epsom salts heated to about like i said 93 and a half degrees which is on average uh the human skin's temperature and so what you're trying to do is at a certain point if you if it's set correctly if the buoyancy is right if it's not too salty it can be itchy there's a lot of variables that they can go wrong with in a float center. It can actually be, you know, there's levels of buoyancy. So you could have it stiff or you could have it where you're sinking very deep into the water and it's not as, not the same experience. So assuming all those variables are set right, yeah, you get to a point where you don't know where your body ends and the water begins. And at a certain point, you're just an awareness floating in a void. If, all, like I said, all those other conditions are met, you know, because John Lilly invented this 60s, I think, what, in the late 50s uh, to try to separate the brain uh, from external stimulation and he he went about it many different ways and ultimately we've evolved what do we what we have here with joe rogan being the big catalyst in the uh late 2000s that launched all these other float centers uh because we were we were we were one of the first in the door here in central florida and and when i say we we bought this place from the people that uh 
built it first and we fixed it up and we've been here for two years. You know, the first pe- person in the door used to get shot. The second people through the door can usually <laughs> take advantage of that, can usually take advantage of that. So I got to sit here for years and watch what they did wrong. And then when we came in and fixed it up, I was able to just flip it right back around. So yeah, we've been successful given what we've been doing down here. It, it, this stuff does work. It's changed my life. That's why I'm devoted to it. I mean, I've been doing this now hardcore pumping this information out in all the fun ways because you know you, there's joe rogan there's uh float centers that put out their own information there's all kinds of stuff on youtube there's movies like altered states it's even in the simpsons so it, it, it it's in the culture and i do my part with the memes and also encouraging the psychedelic use with the tank because you won't see any other float centers encouraging that a because of the legality and b because of the liability so um it's a special thing i do here and it's it's not i'm not advertising i don't really do that but uh you know, I have had my uh, altered. I, I basically feel like I've been a hybrid, like uh, the altered states movie scientist and like John Lilly and, and a little bit of Joe Rogan and then uh, Hamilton Morris and sprinkle a little DMT. And then that's me. Well, yeah. And I, in this one, um, I, I did it completely stone sober. It didn't, didn't, uh, didn't ingest any, uh, um, didn't ingest any type of psychedelics or anything like that. Cause I just wanted to, I wanted to get the, the raw experience, so to speak. And I would say the most interesting yeah. thing that, that, that happened to me was interesting thing that happened to me on my, on my, um, on my virgin float was I really did lose all concept of time. And the float that I, I paid for, uh, was only an hour. And I think it's typically, that's typically the, the amount of time, right? Yeah, but I recommend 90 minutes for people for the first time because it gives oh, okay. you that, that time to get in that space of – because if you're going to spend the first 20, 30 minutes acclimating to the experience, you're naked, what am I doing here? Uh, you're decompressing your neck and spine, so there's that. Right. There's, you know, you know, it's, just, it's just a novelty of the experience. And then when you finally do relax and your body starts to give into the experience, you know, it's over in 30 minutes after that. So, well, so th- I say this is what happened to me. I, I thought – because I, my, my session was just going to be an hour. I paid for an hour. I thought that the machine was broken or something. Because I lost all concept of time. I thought that I had been in there for, I, I kept thinking, um, I, I've been in here for at least an hour and a half. And then I was thinking, I've been in here for at least two hours. This is crazy. And I was almost going to like get out of the machine because, or, you know, get out of the pod because I thought, no, this something's gone wrong. I'm just like, I'm just running the clock right now. And then, so this is the debate I was having with myself towards the end. Uh, and this is maybe the only time I felt any real tension again uh, in the flow was that I, I really thought that um, I had been there for much, much longer than, than I um, actually was because the hour did end. And I got out, but it, it did not feel like an hour, man. It felt like I was in there for, for three hours or something like that. Yeah, you were awake the whole time. I tell people, usually when it's like that, you were like probably laying there the whole time. You didn't fall asleep. A lot of times, most people actually, the tank will just put to sleep. And they'll come out and they'll say, oh, well, it went by really fast. I go, well, you, what, what do you think happens at night when you go to sleep for six to eight hours? It goes by really <laughs> fast. But if you if it's going forever like that and it feels like they forgot about you, that means you laid there the whole time. You know, you sat there an hour in the dark just with your thoughts in the quiet. And, and you can have music. I don't know. Did they give you an option of music? I didn't. I didn't want the music. I turned it off. Yeah. Well, at least they give you the option because a lot of people and it, I find it useful sometimes myself, even though I can get into the state easily. Sometimes some days you just got so much mental chatter from, you know, some big event has happened. Like, for example, I don't know if the gas shortage has affected you, but it literally affected my schedule the past three days tr- trying to trying to work around it. And so, when, you know, when things like that happen, it's like it's, that's a little bit more stressful day than, than an average for me when some bigger events happen. Like usually I think half the shit on TV is fake, but then when it actually starts mm-hmm. to affect and I can see it in my backyard, I'm like, OK, well, maybe maybe there's some uh, truth to this one. 
I, the whole thing was incredibly relaxing for me. And most of it, most of it was great. Most of it, I just, again, I really felt like I was just suspended in infinite space. It was awesome. Like I, I felt like I really got into it. Um, and, but the only time I felt any stress, like I said, was the first when I very first got in and closed it. And I was like, Ooh, it got real for a second. And then the only other stress is when I, I guess towards the end where I really thought that I had been in there for much longer, I, lo- I really lost all concept of time. And I wouldn't say it was that stressful. In fact, I think that just shows you how powerful the experience can be. But then when I got out and I walked home, um, I felt euphoric. I felt super energized. The stars were brighter. I was in a great mood. I could feel all the tension that had come out of my body. And so I guess I definitely get it, man. I I totally get it now. I understand how just doing this once um, could could get people like completely um, uh, addicted to floating. Well, I'm glad you got to experience and I'm glad your first experience was a good one because I really, I got like a 99.9% approval rating here at this float center that I'm running because I am hyper-focused on making sure that all those elements are met and that it's an experience from beginning to end because it's not just about doing what's, you know, the variables of the float tank, setting that right. You know, that's one thing and that's hard to do sometimes. Some some, some float centers can't even get the room fully dark. But uh, th- then there's the other variable of, okay, you're having a, a sometimes a peak experience in there or you're letting go of something or you're confronting something emotionally and you're coming out of the room, sometimes early, sometimes in tears, sometimes uh, it, it's, I haven't had a God, let me knock on some wood here. I haven't had a serious accident in the tank in the whole time I've been involved in floating. Right. So there's been also that, that luck, but, but, you know, people can come out of there and have emotional, spiritual experience and it's not common, but it does happen quite often in, in, in the time I'm doing it. And so you also need somebody there that can sit there and hold space for these people when they come out and they're having, you know, at least the, the, the know-how to just let the person just sit and chill for a minute. Cause a lot of times people just need space. And so I really set the mood here where you're coming out of the float tank and you're not confronted with sales. You're not confronted with another right. person waiting to get in the tank. It's just basically like a private with me. It's like a private therapy appointment, right. to be honest with you. I try to, I try to make it just like that. Well, this is what really impressed me about Neighborhood Float, actually, because I, so my idea, the idea I had in my head was that uh, a float center was going to be kind of like a a gym for some reason. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, you know, there's some a of them row- are. There's a row of tanks. Maybe, yeah, maybe some of them are. Or, yeah, yeah, some of them are. He, I thought it was gonna be like a row of tanks and he was gonna be like, all right, you get number seven, kid, or something like that. But that's not how this was at all. The I believe his name was Jim, the guy who, who runs the place. He told me that there's gonna be no one coming in after me and he told me to just lock the place up when I left, which I also, I was very taken aback by that because- No, see, that's, that's just I, not common, yeah. He was really, really trusting me with the place and- um you know, and Bro, I, yeah, I, so, is this like, is that a joke? I mean, are you serious? Like the guy was like, just float and then just lock up when you're done. He's like, you're the last person for the day. He's like, Hey, I'm not going to be here. Just close the doors. They automatically lock, but just please promise me you'll close all, all the doors when you leave. But, and he said, you can stay here as long as you want, you know, however much time you need to decompress. And I said, thanks, man. So that's the other reason why I thought maybe I had gone over time because he told me he was going to, he was going to leave. And so that's why I was maybe like, have I really just been here for three hours? But no, the, you, the you, thing you, turned back on. Was that, was that the owner? Yes. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, as soon as someone gets out of the tank, I want to get in that room and clean it up because the salt is just a mess everywhere. So uh, it's just crazy that they would just like you'd be the last one there and nobody would come in after you. I guess they would clean in the morning, but that's just right. an eye roll. But I, I chilled in the front room and drank water and I read um, some trip reports by um, John C. Lilly. And it was actually a really cool chapter about how our brain is filled. You know, humans are a meta programming species. And when we were put into the tank, we're confronted with that meta programming. And I was kind of thinking about like, I kept getting like maybe like weird flashes from my childhood and stuff like that when I was floating and vague kind of nostalgic memories that would kind of pop up and be really vivid and disappear and and that sort of thing. And I thought, yeah, exactly. We are a metaprogramming species and being confronted with that metaprogramming when, when we're put into, um, when we put ourselves into isolation can be really difficult or it can be really beautiful and really therapeutic. Yeah, there, there's so many levels to float 
therapy. And I'm glad that you had such an epic first first experience. It means a lot because, you know, next time we talk, which is now, I was like, okay, hopefully you float. And then hopefully it's a good one. And sure enough, it was. It was like, wow, I got to reach out to this guy because he sounds pretty epic. Uh, what's, so what's the name of the float center again? Neighborhood Float. And it's in Carlsbad, California. Great place. Highly recommend. Oh, in California. Okay. Because last time I talked to you, I think you were in Cincinnati. I was in New Mexico. Right. Were you in Cincinnati at one point? I was never in Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, well, maybe that Cincinnati. was it. That's a Mandela effect right there. We, oh, damn you know, damn there it. Was... The, alternate, the fucking alternate universe where I'm, where I'm showing yeah. in Cincinnati. I, I wonder if that one's better shoot. or worse. <laughs> uh, uh, pretty good, man. I thought it was a great one so far. I like uh-huh. everybody's, A lot of people's favorite episodes are the ones that uh, we do. On my, on my podcast. Oh, I think you're going to say a lot, of people, a lot of people's favorite episodes are the ones that we do in the um, alternate universe. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I mean, the one I came from, it's a, it's a hit. So I don't know about this one. Maybe I'll wake up to like an episode I don't remember. And it'll be like, we'll be talking about things that, <laughs> that were like completely different. I'm te- well, hey, man, I'm telling you, like uh, the, at the trajectory, I'm going with the floating and the acid lately. I'm trying to break out of the, uh, the current reality we're in, but we're uh, slowly moving through the, these, these first hundred days of Biden. They've been quite wacky, well, uh, to I say do, the least. I do have to ask you, Float, because last time we talked, I believe it was March 5th. March 5th was, was, the, was when the Vegas bets would pay out on the next president of the United States. And that was the new Q clock for you. And that has passed. And we have not seen uh, the Donald be able to reclaim his throne. So I do have to ask you, are you still officially on the Q train? I don't spend as much time on it. I wish I actually had more time, but I, because of the nature of what I'm doing, I, but yes, I still am on the Q train. I still have lots of new theories. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so no, we won't, we, we, we won't have a boring episode because I'm um, still he can't on it. keep uh, getting away with it. Uh, I'm telling you. Uh, the clock. <laughs> this is now I'm, become I'm taking, an intervention. This is no longer a podcast. This is an intervention. You know, that's, that's honestly, that's been like the theme of my life in the past two weeks. I, I, I talked a little bit before we started recording and we talked about how, you know, I've just been going through it the past two weeks. And in a lot of ways, right. uh, in, in, a, in a good way, the business is expanding and I've been living here. And so the walls are, are, are closing in on me. And I've had this like intervention with my business partner that's kind of like, the, in, in a way, that's the thrust of this universe pushing me into the next direction. And, I, and I'm fine. I'm totally ready to jump into what's next, knowing that it's a you know feather bed waiting for me of bliss and higher evolution to the next level. So there's never a hesitation being burned to the ground and letting the phoenix rise again. It's just annoying that the ego has to go through these shifts sometimes. And sometimes you have to be brought into awareness of it uh, through, uh, you know, you know, it's like you said, anyway, I'm still on the Q train. Uh, I have some theories that the military have always been in charge. I mean, fucking Trump was banned from Twitter. The president of the United States was banned from Twitter. Q predicted that a long, long, long time ago. A lot of the Q laid out the whole election that was stolen. I still believe it's stolen. If you look at Maricopa County right now, if you look at what's going on in Pennsylvania, uh, I'm not alone in having these beliefs. And I I think the, I think the thrust of what we were going to talk about I mean, I don't know if you look at the financial system and, and what's going on with inflation. And my theory is, yeah. and it's basically the same on, uh, like it's X-22. If you ever listen, listen to that podcast, which by the way, the HBO documentary, they used it. It was just, a, it was a clown show. Let me just get that out right now. The HBO documentary was a clown show and it was a bunch of fucking retards. Well, wait, well, let's, not, let's not get ahead of ourselves here because I do, I wanted to ask you first, what is the general, what do you think the Q movement is is looking like, feeling like right now? Because I imagine you guys have probably lost a lot of people, right? I, I can't imagine I, it's too hopeful in the in the. In the well, Q I universe. feel like it's it, it's a lot of division, and there's a lot of extreme theories out there. There are still some sound theories that that are working. Like the main theory is you're, you're watching 
the globalists try to push the world financial system over the cliff with this pandemic. What Trump did was do the Operation Warp Speed, was to throw the monkey wrench into this thing because the, the globalists wanted the, the pandemic in this country to, to go on for years. They wanted to crush the middle class, do the socialist thing, and they didn't want to do the vaccine narrative this fast. And the whole vaccine is a, is a, is a huge mess. I, I'm not taking one. I don't advise anybody to take them. I'm living in Florida, and, I, and I've seen it for a year that there, I, there's no, been no issues. If somebody's died, I'm sorry, but I feel like they've died of the flu. And if you look mm -hmm. at all, and there's just, too many, there's just too many variables and too many things to go into. The information's out there on both sides. I mean, there's a, there's a full argument against everything I'm saying. I totally, it's totally true. Sure. But I feel like you're watching these globalists trying to you know, push the financial system, crush the, do the dollars going down, the inflation's going up. Uh, with the gas thing, it's like they're doing all these false flags, like the gas thing, like the evergreen in the Suez Canal, these little things to slowly uh, death by a thousand blows to the financial system because they're not getting the full pandemic here in this country, Florida, Texas. We, we, we're stopping that. And I don't know where you stand on this anymore, but I, it's really reached a tipping point here in Florida. And a lot, there's been a lot of pushback. And we never, a lot, like I said, about half of Floridians never did it anyway. We never wore the mask. We're not getting vaccinated. We never believed in it to begin with. And luckily, thank God, we had a governor that pushed back. But yeah, I think we're watching globalists try to crush the financial system. They had to, again, going back to the Q posts, they had to show the fraud and, and they walked into a trap. And if you believe it, the, 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 the white hats in the military are in charge. Trump is still president and you're watching a show with, with, I mean, and here's how far the conspiracies go, that you're watching Jim Carrey in a mask, right? With Biden, that Biden, Hillary, they're all in Gitmo. You have those theories. And there's a whole thing. I've got a whole website that tons of people go to. Hillary's already been executed. She was executed like two weeks ago in Gitmo. Right, okay. Like her last so year is, was like scrambled yeah, so, eggs. So, 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 so there, is this, there is this view in the QAnon movement. And I actually, I'm on a Telegram QAnon group that I don't participate in, but I watch it, you know, because it's like, it's like 70,000 people. So I feel oh, yeah, like- Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch both sides too. It's yeah, so it hilarious. Me, it gives me a good it gives me a good uh, window I think into the into the um, universe right and what I have noticed on this telegram group is that almost everything they post is sort of takes the position that everything we see isn't isn't real so like the Israeli-Palestinian conflicts going on right now like that's all a hoax they're not really fighting right now um, Biden isn't really president um, you know basically like every news story they're like it's just not real and to me uh, I have to be honest with you like that that does seem kind of unhinged to me. Like that kind of seems like cope to me because it's like that's, there, there is, and that's I agree. I totally agree. There's a lot of it that's a, that's a stretch, like the clones, and yeah, a lot of those news is fake. A lot of news is fake though, and that's the thing. Like there's a lot of disinformation, but I'm going. I'm just talking about the meat and bones of the quantifiable Q posts that are out there that everybody can look at and decipher for themselves. Because that's the thing. It's all about, uh, like I mean, like for example, the. Into the Storm documentary was a, it was a nice attempt at smearing the movement. It was a really good attempt at it, but ultimately that move that wasn't so much about Q as it was about Eight Chan, Eight Coon, uh, Ron, and uh, and what's his name. That whole it was about free speech. Right. Go ahead. Well, I just want to say, like, I was pretty impressed with the case that was made in that in that show, because the thing, for example, one of the things that always really bothered me about Q is how do you know it's Q who is posting? And uh, they explain it. It's called trip code. And it's like a digital signature that encrypts um, the actual it, 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 it's verified by the by the actual website, by the message board. But it doesn't allow anyone to see where you're actually um, who you actually are. 
Um, but there was this whole debacle and they, and they talk about it in the end of the storm uh, documentary, this guy named Paul Ferber, this, um, South African dude who I guess, uh, at the beginning of the QAnon movement was really big into it. And he insists that there was a change between the original Q and the later Q. And, um, I, I told, I totally agree with that, but my okay. contention is the information is still good. And, and, and ultimately my belief is maybe Ron is the running that part of Q, but Q is more than Ron. It's, it's more than those people that are running eight Kuhn, eight Chan over the years. And that's just part of it. And this is the thing was too, like out of all the time he spent with those people, this was the footage he came up with. Uh, you know, he went from, uh, what's his name? Bannon was Q. And then at the end he was Q he, he, via his little slip up at the end, his little Freudian slip. Uh, so I totally, I totally agree that he is 100% part of the Q team. He, he probably was at one point, probably the second person, person making those Q posts. I, there, there's a total, look, there's a lot of good information that I was like, wow. And I went and looked at myself and I'm like, there's a lot of good information in that documentary. And it really does explain how the boards work and a lot about Q. But it also, it just, go ahead. There's this other thing with metadata that I thought was really interesting. And it was that you can actually look at metadata from pictures that are posted and you can tell uh, what time zone that those pictures are posted from. And actually, so what was interesting is, is that a lot of the metadata from these pictures that had been posted by Q came from the uh, Pacific time zone, uh, the, the Western Pacific time zone, the one that I'm on, uh, West Coast, American West Coast, and also the East Asian, East Pacific uh, time zone, which would include the Philippines where Jim and Ron Watkins live. And I actually tweeted about it and I said, this is interesting because this lines up with what was going on in the uh, HBO documentary. And this is crazy, dude. Uh, Colin Hoback, the guy who did the documentary actually tweeted at me and said, I just want to say, I never officially made the case that Jim and Ron Watkins are Q, but you know, I spent a lot of time looking at the same thing. And I think it's a plausible theory. And so I actually- They're absolutely, him. they are absolutely 100% part of the Q movement. I've never, I've never said otherwise. I'll totally agree with that. They're part okay. of it because here, here's the thing. You're not going to be able to post this shit on Facebook or Instagram. You're right. going to have to find a place where your, your free speech is protected. And unfortunately, there's all kinds of nefarious and nasty things that a lot of people would probably disagree with on these boards. But uh, this is where you're going to be able to put the things that the deep state would shut you down any other place otherwise because right. the thing was too uh, there's a lot of legitimate sources that he could have went into that uh maybe hbo said you can't talk about certain things like like the globalist stuff like the financial system didn't touch it didn't even touch certain really really legitimate sources like x22 like his a lot of his sources he went to in this documentary were like mm -hmm. it was like a, it was like a mockumentary in a way um because and, and the thing was too did you ever listen to the lebron watkins my maria interviews i don't believe no i don't know Ron, before and after the HBO documentaries, is giving full interviews to my, this woman I've interviewed, who's an attorney, who's not quite a Q believer, but she's in the movement sort of. But she interviews him and he gives the whole breakdown. He's basically trolling. He talks about how he, 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 put, he bought the anime and he's showing porn and all this stuff. He's like trolling uh, the guy. So yeah. I, know, I know he's part of the Q movement, but I also know he's a troll. Well, right. And I guess the thing that gets me is like you, you would always talk about patriots, the people who are kind of in the, the QAnon movement because for sure, it's, for it's, sure. a, it's a way to get money. Well, so there's two things. One, there's like you would agree there's a huge incentive to keep QAnon going for, for some of these people. Right. No matter what, because. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's, it's absolutely. But then two, mo you know, motive means an opportunity. Jim and Ron Watkins they have the motive it you know it drove traffic to their site okay it puts them on the map um they had means right they had the site they have the technology they had 8chan they had 
um, maybe, you know, maybe some political connections or something like that. And, you know, obviously they had had the opportunity to do it. They had the opportunity to take control of wh- whether or not they invented QAnon or they took over QAnon. They certainly had the opportunity to, to um, as as this Paul Ferber guy pointed out, they had the opportunity to to take control of the, the Q post. And one of, one of the things that really stuck out to me in this documentary was that Ron Watkins tweets that he deleted end up popping up in Q posts almost verbatim. Yeah, no, I saw that. And the thing is, yeah. like I, Ron is still posting on Gab. It's the only place he's posting on. And he's still talking about the election. Like he posted today or the other day. Here's where his post. Code Monkey Z, an honest election. Number one, deleted databases. No chain of custody. Nobody knows where the admin passwords. Election officials panicking. Huge amounts of digitally adjudicated ballots. Not allowed to look at the router. Router shared with at least 50 other networks. Election mm. run by a private vendor. And he goes on and on. He's got 17 things here with this election. And this was just the other day. So on, he's still going. The movement's still ongoing. I totally look. Yeah, they, 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 they make money off people going to... Eight uh, Coon and Eight hmm. Chan at the time to look at Q because I went to Eight uh, Coon the other day and the only the only board that had anybody on it was the Q Patriot board. So so 100 there there's motivation to keep it going. But here's the thing: at the end of the day, the information a lot of it still checks out for me, and I'm like I was I was blown by the deltas, and I and I, I know you have arguments there, but there's a lot of things I think still ongoing that that uh, the news hasn't reported on or 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 it's reported on differently. I don't think I still think that there's some kind of uh, facade being played at the White House that. Right. Perhaps Trump is still the president and the military is in charge and they're just trying to, I think Trump wanted any way possible to have this go through the legal system and it never was able to see the light of day. And so when all these cases finally were out, it was, okay, let's start the auditing. And and, and now the people are going to see it, it's going to spread. And that's the hopefully what the, the goal is, if Trump ever took over before when he was in office or after when he was about to be kicked out, mm. it would have been all, it would have been a civil war. The people have to see it. It's a great awakening. Like, Trump is just like I said before this jester this this monkey wrench go ahead well this is why I, I want to talk about this great awakening because I guess this is what I always get frustrated about when I'm trying to trying to make sense of the universe which is that I don't if if it's all if it's all then just a show and a facade and there wasn't going to be this like a quote-unquote storm where people actually get arrested and all of this stuff you know uh, comes out of the woodwork or comes out of the the depths right you know uh, we, we start finding where the bodies are buried um, literally and figuratively then then what was the point of QAnon at all of that why even leak this information to people if it's it's for what it's for a select few people to just kind of be able to understand what's going on and make sense of the world. No, but- I, I've had so many people that are wanting to do all these things now because they over the past year being locked down and, and being shown things on their phone, being sent something in an instant message about uh, the financial system that they weren't aware of that the United States is a corporation about adrenochrome that is a real thing that exists that yeah, you can't you're not going to see it on the mainstream media. But guess what celebrities really are putting little baby uh, uh, penises mashed up on their face to make it look better. That's a real mm-hmm. thing. Jennifer Aniston on Ellen go look that shit up. Okay, this stuff is real. And guess what my mom sat down and watched follow the cabal. I never thought that would happen in a million years. My mom knows about Alex Jones. I never thought that would happen in a million years. My parents are super conservative. And as asleep as it okay. gets, you know what I mean? They, they play the polarity of game with liberal okay, and but, conservative. Let me let me put this another way then, because like in our conversations, you know, if you if you now listen to all the conversations that we've had, if you if you marathon the Schizotopia Float Universe, uh, uh, Q conversations, right? There's always been this sense of like apocalyptic imminence in in the Q movement. Every time we've talked, there's been like it's going to happen, it's going to drop before the elect, it's going to drop before the uh, for sure, for sure. That's going to it's going to drop on March fifth. Okay, okay. all right. I can understand the fun of it, but it's also it's frustrating because like I in my mind it's like q is always supposed to be building up to the storm right the storm will actually break and the wool is going to get 
pulled. Um, I'm, t- I'm from telling you, we're going to see. We're going to see. The right? storm gonna is be ongoing. There. The storm is ongoing right now for those who have eyes that can see, and it's been okay. ongoing for the past year. Okay. And I'm telling you, look at Ellen. Ellen just yesterday said, "I'm done. I, I, it's too easy for me. I quit." No, that's not what's really happening. They, these are cover <laughs> stories for what's really going on. Maybe they got something happening to Gitmo right now. I mean, we wouldn't know about it. You think the mainstream media is going to report on any of these things if they were actually happening? Sure. And again, but you got to understand my frustration here, right? Because it's like there's always it always feels like there's this promise that this that it, yeah. The, the you shoe's going to drop, ending. and we're going to see, and we're going to see. But I'm not just not necessarily an ending, but there's going to be um, a climax. There's going to be a big climax. Like everybody is going to see some uh, irrefutable proof about what's going on. There's going to be some big vindication. There's going to be the storm. Like people are going to go well, down. But instead, it's do you always think, this thing. Do you think Biden's a controlled puppet uh, of the Chinese? Let me ask you that because I don't know how many people have been exposed to that kind of knowledge. But over the past year, I've, it's more and more for me that that's what we're watching. And you have a you have a Chinese military occupation in D.C. right now, and the military, our military, has them surrounded. And it's only a matter of time before they go in, just like they're doing in Malaysia or whatever they, whatever the country is. I forget. I think it's Malaysia where they're having a, a coup. And the military went in and they're having another election. And that's what's going to happen here. That's the hope is they, if, like I said before, if Trump goes in and did this a year ago at the election time, January 6th, you have a civil war right now. We we are on the highest possible timeline. Now, this is some spiritual shit too. Highest possible timeline is a a situation where we can all win, where we can wake up, the bad guys, we all get the justice, the the people, the, the, the pyramid flips. That's the hope. That's why I keep pushing for this movement. And that's why, I, like I said, for those that have eyes can see, you can see that things are changing. It's not going to be on the news. It's not going to flash in your face. They're trying to uphold a system that is dissolving. They're doing everything they can. to. They needed a war. This is why you had this stupid mm-hmm. pandemic, because the globalists under Trump could not get a war. Look what they're doing. Trump was the most peaceful president, I don't know, since when? And then the first thing they do, they just fire up the war machine as soon as it gets out. It's horrible. It's, a, it's, a, it's offensive. And they stole it. And I feel, and I fight about this all the time internally. I feel like they're, they're trying to smother us with a pillow. And, and we can't do anything about it. You can't go to Washington. You can't storm the Capitol. That was a false flag to begin with. Look, on the whole, as soon as the Democrats got back in, they fired up the war machine again. On that point, we 100% agree, right? Like I was, I, I'm, 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 I'm right there with you on that one. But I guess I, I just mean like I'm, uh, <laughs> it's funny, man. QAnon is the most relentlessly white-pilled group of people because no matter what happens, somehow it just, it's still, the plan is still going on. Well, right. This isn't about Trump ultimately. This isn't, this is about a great awakening and it's not going to happen overnight because it just doesn't happen that way. It's like, here's the thing. Think about it like this. I think about all this, all this with like meditation and on higher energy. Mm-hmm. You, you can only hold a certain capacity. And if we turned up the power all the way instantaneously, you'd explode. You couldn't hold the capacity. You don't have the capacity to hold the energy that we want to send you at full volume full enlightenment you couldn't handle it right now your energy your kundalini all that shit would just explode in a way maybe metaphysically maybe physically and so i think about it like that we're slowly getting the lights turned on and like i said for those at a higher vibration they can feel already they're right at the edge of it for us at the bottom end of the spectrum at the lower ends there's people living in hell on earth and there's people living in heaven on earth like this mm-hmm. is a realm where both exist simultaneously and we could sit in the same room and i can be blissed out and you can be in a world of pain it's just perspective and vibration and again like the tv all that stuff on there is programming it's very hard to find good programming on that thing to begin with and so i don't even watch tv if i do it's to find you know what we're going to talk about, like I, I subscribed to HBO to watch the end of the storm and I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I got <laughs> a lot more information that I didn't even, you know, uh, the nuance about the Watkinsons because I, you know, I, I totally knew that Ron was a part of that for the longest time. And to see him get on there and troll people, cause that's what he was doing. He was trolling the shit out of everybody. Well, it was funny. It was kind of funny because one minute he acts like he knows nothing and then the next minute he clearly does, right? And that makes exactly. him suspicious, but it could also be trolling. So here's kind of how what I took from that documentary and um, 
you know, because I have my own bias here, which is that my theory pretty much since I first started learning about QAnon was that someone in the White House, maybe Bannon, maybe Flynn, maybe Trump himself had a hand in this, wanted to build like a hardcore Trump cult, basically, like a hardcore Trump movement, and maybe started leaking some information, some some relevant bits and pieces of information or heads up to maybe Jim and Ron Watkins, or, or maybe somebody who had a connection to uh, what we'll call the the deep internet, right? Some of these like hardcore um, uh, messaging boards, you know, run by extremely online people. And, yeah. you know, they wanted to see, you know, build off of the meme energy of, of 2016, the meme wars that were waged on Trump's behalf. They saw they saw a market there, they saw an opportunity there. And so maybe they leaked some information um, to these people to kind of help help get the Q movement going, help them score a couple hits that would give them some credibility. And in other words, I kind of think it was a, a pro-Trump psyop that has now gotten wildly out of hand. And I think they're like, I've, like, and we've talked about this before. I do think there are aspects that are true, like with, you know, stuff with like Epstein and, you know, who he was connected to and the, so like elite human trafficking and, and stuff that um, a lot of people had no idea about until that case broke. Um, I think that like, you know, that stuff, there's definitely some truth to that. But when I look at QAnon on the whole, let me put it this way. Let's just say I'm right. And QAnon is just sort of a side that's gotten out of hand. I mean, I, I don't, I guess I don't know how you could ever how would you ever, um, how would you, how would you prove me wrong? Right. Because, because you would prove me wrong by saying that eventually the other shoe is going to drop, but then when the shoe doesn't drop, so to speak, and when we keep blowing past these, um, points on the, on the Q clock, it's, well, it is, things are going on, but it's clandestine, you know, because we can't, we still can't put it on the mainstream media. We still can't show the whole world because if we did, everything would fall apart, but you could get lost in that forever. Do you see what I'm saying? No, I get that. And, uh, that's, if I didn't have a certain theory, that they're occupied right now and that 11.3 which is a huge part of the q post there's this account i follow it's called uh magic eyes only m-a-g-i-c underscore mm -hmm. e-y-e-s underscore q-n-l-y this is a guy in new zealand and this is like he's into the great awakening movement he's into the secret space program and the majestic 12 and also of course q um his theory is that the government's there uh the chinese government is in control dc military surrounded them uh you've got 11.3 as the first marker from Q's 26. We've got, think about it logically. The only way is the military fully controlled, save and spread once 11.3 verifies as the first marker. Biggest advance drop on poll yet. Now, when you get into 11.3, uh, it's a correlation between the law of war manual and the Q posts. So if you go and look at the Department of Defense law of war manual, mm -hmm. and you start on chapters 11 through 18, they, they exactly correlate with the Q posts that are 111, uh, 11, all the way down the line. And those posts, if you start to look at them and you match them up with the law of war manual, they line up exactly. And this talk, the whole thing is talking about the end of an occupation and, and what to do with an occupying army. And it just goes deeper and deeper. It starts with, like, for example, the number 11. Oh, go ahead. Well, just clarify this to me. There, you're saying that you think there's actual Chinese military present in D.C. right now? No, I'm, I'm saying, I mean, there may be because there was lots of reports that there was a whole bunch of Chinese under Washington, D.C. And I've read that a bunch of different places. Again, stuff you're not going to see in the mainstream media, you're going to see on the boards, and you're going to see on really far out there, you know, news reporting sites. Like I've got a news reporting site that says Hillary was hanged and Podesta's on trial right now in Gitmo. And I can I could read every article on that story and you probably laugh your ass off. But I'll, you should see the comments in that on this on this page, though, like people are full on believers. And there's a lot of these things are stretches for me. I don't I, it's really I don't want clones. I don't want that. I don't want this to go on underground. I don't want this to go on in Gitmo. No, we want Put the storm, on. right? <laughs> I want, I want it. I want it. I want it publicly, you know, so to yes, hear that, oh, storm, you know, that, Jim, that Jim Carrey is, is Biden right now. 
and that you know that <laughs> i just want i'm just saying i just want the storm and this is what this is what freaks me out is that it's like it this is this is the danger dude it, it's like how if all right but but here's the thing. But look at the world though. Look at the world as a whole right now. The inflation, the the this never ending push no, for vaccination the, slash is, coronavirus. Yes, yes, yes. But yes, the world is fucking crazy. But it's like this is the thing. QAnon takes some things from the like the the the, the Q uh, just general the Q universe the Q universe right. Um, it it takes stuff from sort of the fringes of politics that people who maybe are sort of in the know know that there's something to it right like Epstein and but then it like it keeps uh adding things onto it keeps grafting more and more things onto it so that it, it ends up turning well, well, into this keep, whole alternate it keeps reality unlocking though well it keeps it, it keeps unlocking like i said before in previous posts i think they're using some kind of uh very very advanced technology 50 years ahead of what we've got maybe from some kind of alien using some kind of quantum computer beyond our like i said our normal understanding of what's commercially available to have something like this q these q posts may never there may never be another Q post because there may never need to be another Q post that you could delta because it's so, it, it's it's hard to explain what I'm trying to say, but it's like almost divine in a way where it's so perfect in the way some of these things can lay out. Years later, uh, they can line up with booms and things in the news. And I, you know, I don't have any things in front of me, but they, what I'm saying is the Q posts are still lining up with what's going on and people are still deciphering things. And you know, whether or not you want to believe that, again, these things are up to be you know speculated upon because well, and they're we, out there and, and, and you can- and, and we're and we're definitely speculating, right? But what I'm saying is, is now it's like the way you're describing it is like it's like Q starts off as sort of like a a, a political movement, but now it, it, it kind of is making me think of Christianity. It like it starts off as sort of like this fringe movement at the edge of a dying empire, and then it slowly evolves into this really elegant, very polished metaphysics, right? Like what you just described, where there's a, a perfect um, sort of time traveling divine Q. How, how Some kind of technological, it? yeah, the divine it's almost, technological it's like, advice. It's almost like the it's always like the logos or something. It's like the uh, it's like the Holy Spirit. It's like the Pentecost, right? Like Q Q can just sort of uh, time travel around and insert the logos when needed to to change the um, well. That's the thing. The, We're, the, uh, the it, multiverse it, it, when needed, and it's like that's dude. You, how how could I ever uh, disprove that? Right? How could well, I ever? Well, disprove here's the that? thing. Have you ever experienced nonlinear time? I have. And here's the thing. I know that there are beings way beyond me that are experiencing all different dimensions of reality beyond the fifth. And so who's to say that something beyond my dimension or, or in the fifth dimension where there is no linear time, right? Because that's the whole thing where I'm going with the Q clock is it's fifth dimensional or beyond. And, you know, it, it, part of my <laughs> theories, you have to accept a little bit of magical thinking that maybe aliens or some <laughs> kind of, like I said, yeah, div- divine transcendental object at so, the end of time is pulling us through the great awakening. My good man, here's the thing. Cause now it sounds like what you're telling me is that Q is a DMT being. That's what it sounds like you're telling me. It could, Trump could be that DMT being. <laughs> <laughs> Cause here's the thing, dude, as far as like DMT beings, I know you and me are on the same page. We are both totally down for DMT beings. 100%. But this is oh, where, yeah, by again, the way, great interview with the Dick uh, DMT. Oh, thank you so much. I love talking to him. Shout out to Dick Khan. Buy his books. That man is a real one. That man's a goddamn hero. Yep, DMT. All right. Anyway, keep going. But it, all right. So this is again, this is what the, the the source of my unending frustration with Q is that I'm not seeing how those two things intersect or connect. I don't know how we're getting to like divine time traveling DMT beings trying to free humanity. And then like somehow let me tell you so, but here's tra- the thing. Like when I first encountered the, when I first when I first encountered the Q stuff. I had years of conspiracy knowledge that I let go of. I'd known in the back of my head, but I let go of it. But at the time, I was doing all this stuff in the float tanks. I was doing the psychedelics. I was having really big time metaphysical experiences. And for whatever reason, I ended up in this reality where Q, and I, I came upon Q, and I'm like, the, my first feeling with Q, 
Forget about Trump and, and adrenochrome and the Democrats and the liberals. Forget about all that stuff. My first takeaway from looking at the Q stuff was like, holy shit, somebody really does have a time machine. Because I was able to look at the Q stuff, you know, it, last year where Q had been around for two or three years. And a lot of these, there were so many proofs on the internet. And I was sitting there, I mean, two or three evenings in a row, just like astonished that just like, I didn't even look at and care who was it about and who they were, you know, if they were supposedly smearing someone or was misinformation. I was like, just looking at the deltas, looking how everything lined up with the news. I was like astonished. I'm like, so my first takeaway with the Q stuff initially was they have access to some kind of time machine. And I've always believed that we have been in contact with beings. I don't know if they're extra dimensional, interdimensional, or they're you know, I don't know how aliens exist, but I do believe that we have been in contact with them and they have given us access to technology that is not commercially available, maybe 50 to 100 years in advance of what we have in our hands. Like, like an iPhone is nothing. Like, and I think what's right. the quote? Like anything technologically advanced is indistinguishable from magic. Yes. And so, you know, that's my thing is like they're working with stuff that's basically magic and they're able to make these posts and these posts now are going to just continue to play out. And they're saying that the Hillary arrest might be in like two years based on the, the, the way the Q clock plays out. But again, it just seems like the Q clock is always wrong. Like it just seems like we keep blowing past all these significant dates where the storm is supposed to happen and it doesn't. Well, that that well, well that goes back to another concept with God and, and the nature of reality, which is well, a if if I was able to pinpoint it for one thing, then of course the deep state would obviously be able to pinpoint it. So they're not going to just be able to figure it out. And I think it's like like divinity itself. You know, nobody knows the hour, right? So that's part of it too. And and, and again, it could be ongoing, and and we're just not just because you're not able to see it it doesn't mean it's not happening now it's probably not happening i will agree with you um but maybe it is and so i'm always open to that because all, all at the end of the day when you really think about it you're just getting information from a box you're not there you don't know if this information is true or not you're trusting that you know uh, uh, networks and networks and networks of people aren't lying but right. maybe they are maybe they are because I've, i'm sure you've seen these clips where these, these some of these networks that are owned uh regionally or even i've seen the national one where they're all saying the same scripted information so somebody at the top that owns these networks is saying, you have to say this and you can't say that. And right. so that's, it's like, okay, if you're, if you're just getting your information from a box and that's the only way you're getting your information, like think about the person who's quarantined, they haven't left their house in a year and all the thing they believe is what's coming off the box, but the box is lying to them, mm -hmm. right? Or it's, it's misinformation. It's not totally telling you the truth. They're showing you people dying in China, but that's actually, they just, they, they, they film that like a, like a, like a Hollywood film and they're showing you that and they say, oh, this is what's really happening. I, do you I'm, fear... I'm yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I'm saying I, it's possible. Yes, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying that, right. I, I, I distrust the mainstream media, but then, you know, I also distrust 4chan and 8chan and Jim and Ron Watkins. Um, and also if. Right. But here's know, the thing. I forget about the messenger. I, I don't, I'm not, that's, I don't, here's the thing. They, they don't attack the message. They attack the messengers in this thing. And that's, it's a whole smear thing on these guys. And, and they, and they, 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 they're trolling as well. Now the handicapped guy, I don't think he's trolling, but those other two guys are trolling. For sure, 100%. Jim and Ron Watkins are 100% trolls, and yeah. I'm not. I'm not knocking them for it. I, I love them. I think. I think they're great. No, I, I like Ron. I Watkins. think they might don't, be incredibly get... successful trolls because I think. Right. That, that, I think that they might have trolled us all with this Q thing. Actually, he, people should listen to the My Maria podcast because he, she, she is the only person he's really talked to, and you can hear post uh, okay. pre and I'll post. Link it. I'll link it. I, if, so if people is, are interested in Ron. But really, man, I mean, do you do you fear that you could be a a, a Q holic? Do you feel like that you'll never, it's kind of like fallacy of, of sunk cost that like, no matter how well, let many. Let me ask you this. All right, all right. What's the problem? What's the problem with being a QAholic? <laughs> uh, uh, what is, why, what, why does it, 
Why does it bother it? Why, why does it bother you're people? You're absolutely killing me. You're absolutely killing me right now. Float. What do you mean? What's the problem being a Q-holic? Because if you, if you got sucked into this thing and it was actually just consider, was- consider the worst case scenario. Let's consider the worst case scenario. Okay. Let's just, let's just assume that it's actually, it's not even my kind of like middle of the road theory where it was like the Trump administration, you know, doing a psyop. It's not even that interesting. It's just like Jim and Ron Watkins decided to kind of just take a lot of a like deep internet mythos and put it together into kind of a fun, uh, yeah, but Tom, it, Tom Clancy it, it, needs X Files story and troll a bunch of people. And it works. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, listen, they're part of the Q movement, one hundred percent. So that's that's true. Now, I don't think they're totally responsible for those posts. That's where we disagree. I don't think okay. Ron is okay. sitting there totally. By I, I think he's letting he. Maybe they, there was somebody in the beginning that was a different poster. I totally agree with that. that. That look, if you look at the data, they totally graphed that information. They said, "Look, this guy's posts are 100 mm-hmm. percent different than this guy's posts." I totally agree with that. My theory is it's Ron is just letting they're, they're the host because nobody in the world would host Q to begin with. You think about it. You're gonna get this on Facebook. You're not gonna get it on uh, any of those places. Twitter. You're gonna get banned. All the best accounts got banned. They're all on Gab, by the way. Anybody that really wants to get into the Q stuff, go on Gab. 100 percent. It is pedal to the metal on Gab. You can go find code monkey on gab it's the only place i think he's officially talking i just it, I, so all right i guess how am i <laughs> what is what's frustrating me is that what could possibly happen if you can always take this line that it's like it's all part of this uh deceptive yet self-correcting divine plan and every time the q clock runs out and we blow past another point where the storm was supposed to happen it's just an, a further, somehow it, it further confirms the plan. Like, like I said, you could get lost in this forever. And that, to me, that sounds like the engine of being a Q-holic. You'll never, they'll, 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 what could possibly happen where you would be like, okay, I got trolled. I got PSYOP. When Flynn and Lynn Wood and all those other people, when, when, the, when the main Q people give up, I think then, because those guys are still, I mean, I don't know if you follow these guys, but Mike Lindell, Lynn Wood, General Flynn, they're still going pedal to the metal. Uh, you know, and again, I don't know what vested interest they have in this. I don't know if they're, you know, playing us. They could be playing us 100%. But I still look at people like that that are 100% committed to this stuff still because I believe truly that they have all the information. This was a setup. They knew going into this election. If Trump was elected and they just if they stopped the the cheating, they could have done that. If they would have done that, then guess what? After Trump gets out of power, they just steal it again. They get in power and they, they set it up their way. The people have to see it. That's and again, I encourage people. And this guy that did the HBO documentary wouldn't talk about a lot of these these people, but X twenty two didn't touch this guy. I didn't mention his name once. This is the literally best guy who's laying out. And there's a few Instagram accounts I follow, like Breb Man Friend. That's another one. Like the news. If you know how to part, like for those that have eyes that can see, can look at the news and say, well, there's this is happening and this is happening. And why is this happening? And this doesn't look right. Is this is this guy even in the White House? It, why is the underside of Air Force One look like it's been repainted? Why isn't it, what's going on here? That's what I'm saying. If people only look at the news, usually in just like split second, like they're, they're looking at the news and they get like 30 seconds of a story. Yeah. They don't go deep. You know, a lot of people don't read and they look at memes and they look at just, like I said, little, little, little clips, right. a little tip. They don't go deep into these stories. So most people, they just take headlines and that's the news to them. The news, the headlines are the news and the headlines a lot of times are even misleading. So I'm, I'm saying that it's an uneducated public. And it's that they're being lied to. So they're, they're not only are they uneducated, but they're being lied to for the most part. I guess. All right. Let me put it in like, <laughs> let me put it from my perspective. I think the only way at this point you could get me on the Q train is if a fucking UFO landed on the White House lawn and Trump got out with a bunch of ETs and started arresting people. <laughs> I think that's about what it would take at this point to get me on the Q side, because I if I, I would have to see some serious storm go down. 
before before you could cube, fully Q pill me, right? Because otherwise, I just if the whole thing feels like a side. Where's Hillary? But what, Where's Hillary do, been? She's doing her Where podcast. Was... Hopefully, she'll go away forever. <laughs> Like, hopefully she's gone. Hopefully she's given up. Where are these people? Well, you know, again, I've never, I was never on the Trump train, but I've always, I fucking hate the Clintons, right? So if if Trump just destroyed their will to be in public life in 2016, I will take that as a silver lining gladly. Here we go. Um, But if you, but I don't know. Okay. Well, she was secretly hanged at Guantanamo. Hillary Clinton hanged at Gitmo. Scrambled eggs with jalapeno peppers and a strawberry milkshake, the last meal of the condemned. Hillary Rodham Clinton was hanged at Guantanamo Bay Monday night, her death on the culmination of operation that began on March 2nd when U.S. Navy SEALs on Donald Trump's authority arrested disgraced politician at her Chappaqua, New York mansion. But it's like MAGA boomer porn. You know what I mean? Like it's always always Oh, no, for sure, for, for sure. It's always that stroking, is, and then, yeah. It's always just fingering the butt of these like completely disillusioned boomers. That's what I see on this. Uh, on but this here's Q the thing: I, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this as a, as a God thing, right? As a yeah, as a spiritual thing, like that. Good stuff on the Republicans, on the liberals, conservatives, all yeah. of them, the bad ones, the nefarious ones. They're all going to be. It's all going to be brought to light, and it's not going to be just a bunch of uh, Democrats. It's going to be a lot of Republicans and conservatives too that are going to be ousted and brought to light. The truth will be brought to light for everyone. I mean, otherwise we're just totally living in hell. Like there's no, there's no concept of justice. If people like this continue to be in power. I I, want to take it off the fucking, I want to take it off the fucking rails here because here's the thing. Take it. I think, I think you and me are cooler than QAnon. I do. I think, I think the content you and me make is cooler than QAnon. I think we're woker than QAnon. I'm actually giving us that much credit. What I want to talk to you about is this disclosure stuff because you now have the, you now have two pretty shocking UFO videos that the Pentagon is saying are authentic. First, you had Tic Tac, and then you had the second one. I can't remember what it's called, but it's the the really freaky glowing glowing triangle ones. And supposedly, you know, they tied disclosure in with the Corona bill um, from last year or early this year. I can't remember. But in June, they're going to release an official report about UFO sightings. And here's what's wild about that to me. If you had picked any year other than 2020 and 2021, that would have been absolute headline blowout news the world over. Right. That would have been huge. But because so much shit is going on, no one cares about official Pentagon UFO disclosure. And that is actually the craziest thing of all. But I want to ask you what you think is going on with disclosure. Do you think that it's a psyop? How does this tie in with the Qniverse? What's going on there, man? Because that seems like that's that is like they're, the biggest elephant in the room for us. They're tied together 100. Um, if you like, if you go, like I said, the guy before Magic Eyes Only. If you go look at his stuff, his, his talks about the Majestic Twelve. If you know about the Majestic Twelve, basically, it's a group of high up officials in the 40s. Yeah, it's a group of people. Like when the stuff started happening in Roswell, we, the people said, "Oh, what are we going to do about this? Should we tell the people what are we going to do with the technology? There's aliens, blah blah blah." So these scientists and government military officials, the Majestic Twelve super high top secret stuff got together and if you go back into the alien stuff you'll you'll see all about majestic 12 so majestic 12 has been about soft disclosure this this whole time so that's why you see stuff in movies all this all these things even in the marvel universe you've got soft soft uh, disclosure of alien technology mm-hmm. and you'll see the military a lot of times willingly work with hollywood in the pursuit of pr- uh, pushing this agenda which is over the past 30 40 years you've had a uh, little bit by a little bit more concepts of aliens alien technology in the in the entertainment sphere and so when these things are introduced now we are already uh, in a way waiting for it we've already a lot of us uh that you know i think a lot of us that just consume our western media have already been slowly brainwashed into accepting this and so i don't think it's shocking to begin with i do think yeah you're right there's so many things going on that 
uh, this is small potatoes, but I think people have already are ready for it. And if you go into the, like I said, the Q movement and the Majestic 12, it, it, there's, a, there's a cross section of the awakening where the aliens aren't gonna come. The Majestic, okay, so this is, and they, Twitter got rid of them, but they still post on, uh, I think it's Keybase, I think is the name of the, the program. But okay. it, was just like, it was just like Q. And it was, it was, but it was a Majestic 12 account and it was posting, it was supposedly somebody in Majestic 12 posting about disclosure. And basically the gist of it was um, there was parts of MJ 12 that were bad, like the Clintons and, you know, they have access to this technology and the Stargates and the, and the ships, all these things are real. Um, it's just a matter of how can we disclose it? And so we could go a few ways with this stuff. There could be something called, I think it's Project Bluebeam, where you have a fake, a staged alien invasion via holographic technology and drones, kind of like what you saw in the last Spider-Man movie, where you can get, you know, project stuff in the sky. They're already doing that. I think they, I think you saw it. What is it, a Q code or QR code in the sky the other day in China? It was something like that, where they had all the drones aligned in a way where you could point your camera in the sky, and it was literally a QR code in the sky, yeah. uh, via via drone. So. Uh, and that's the thing, like, okay, what, what, what is available commercially? And then think 50 plus years in advance because the story starts at Roswell, this, 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 these things crash, right? How did these things crash at Roswell? Well, if you look at the MJ-12 stuff, we were shooting these things down because we thought that these were the Nazi bells. We thought that these were the Nazis because the Nazis actually were the first ones to acquire this technology. So what happened at Roswell was you didn't have a crashed UFO. You have a UFO that was shut down because we thought we were shooting down Nazis. We got mm -hmm. that technology. The story is a lot of that was introduced into, which is why you see this huge jump in technology right around that time, is that a lot of this technology was back engineered and then introduced into and given to like companies like GE, stuff like that. You had maybe people saying Eisenhower made treaties with them. All these things start to happen. And uh, we get to this point now where we're at now with the Great Awakening and we, the, the, the good aliens want to come down because the bad aliens have been here if you believe in this stuff, the reptiles are what's been really running the show here, the Draco reptilians, the Queen of England. Those have been the main parasites on the earth uh, in this dark age we've been living in. But as we move into the Great Awakening, these good aliens that are trying to help us, because we have our own free will too, they can't just come in and, 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 and clear house. You know? And it's supposedly there's different levels of things going on on this earth, right? We're all just on the crust. There's things going on inside the earth, right? If you believe that, there's all kinds of shit going on in the earth if you get into some of these things that uh, these Area 51 whistleblowers uh, I forget his name, but there was one guy that was in a in the Dolce Dolce base. I think it was in New Mexico, and there was a whole alien war uh, underneath as they were doing geological surveys, trying to make these deep underground military bases deeper. They mm -hmm. literally were running into ca caverns where they were having shootouts with these aliens. I can't remember, Phil, Phil Schneider. That's the guy's name, an extremely interesting uh, whistleblower. And then you've got what's his name that's been in the mainstream for years. Oh, not quite the mainstream, but what's his name? He's been on Joe Rogan, the, you know, the Area 51 whistleblower. Um, but he's been on, you know, I've been, like I said, I've been underground with coast to coast AM type lifestyle, you know, weirdo stuff for years. And so Q is right up my alley and I've known about these things. And it's like, okay, let's, if I've been interested in the mass awakening aspect of Q the, for the most part, because I was like, wow, I'm sitting around here last March looking at these things and I've already known about them. And then everybody's asking me like, what is adrenochrome? What is adrenochrome? I'm like, holy shit. I, I never thought I'd live in a reality where normal people who weren't really actively looking at these things on the internet, doing drugs and just, you know, like doing the Neo <laughs> and the matrix thing. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, and this is the information I come across. And it's so unbelievable. That's the problem. A lot of these things are so, because we're normal people. We have empathy and these are psychopaths that are running the planet. And that's another thing that people don't understand. Like literally psychopaths are almost alien at a, at a certain level. They, they get that way. And so you've got aliens and psychopaths at the top 
at the top of the food chain, these billionaires and trillionaires running this planet. And people think, well, no, this could never happen because everybody's just like me. No, everybody is not like you. And guess what? Some of these people are actually men in black situations, like aliens in a body, clones, robotoids. I still don't want to believe the clone shit because then everybody that they has been killed and executed and we're just watching clones like Joe Biden is a clone or Joe Biden is uh, Jim Carrey in a mask. Well, yeah, if Joe I don't Biden's like a clone, that. I don't, they I don't, gotta I don't, replace I, him. They, they, they like right. that's like a that's like a <laughs> that's a light bulb that they need to switch out. <laughs> and, and then and then I think like I'm in this. I keep waking up in these new realities where maybe I'm closer to the storm. Maybe I'm less close to the storm. And I keep in, uh, waking up and and experiencing new Mandela effects. Well, let me, I just let me ask you this: Do you think the do you think the schizotopia, do you think the me and Cincinnati universe, do you think like that's close that you think that universe is closer or further from the storm? To me, that sounds like things have gone bad for me. If I'm <laughs> I think we're closer to the the we're always heading towards the highest timeline possible. Understand that no matter mm -hmm. what kind of life you're living, the universe is always trying to elevate your situation, whether or not you can wake up to it and you know answer that call and you know persevere through your ego and that the wants to fight back a lot of times that's what i've been at my my whole life now is the art of letting go it's like the weekend says uh baby i'm a pro at letting go i love it when they come and go so my whole life now is like i i, I talked to you before i was like i've been dealing with living at this float center and i'm what made this place great was me living here but now it's going to have to make it great as me stepping away and 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 running this place from a different angle, and I love living here. And so it's just these little things in life where you think you're enlightened, you think you got to figure it out, but no, there's still things that can cause you agitation, right. and cause your ego to stir you up. And all I got to do is let it go. And and as soon as I've let it go here, I've already found, I've already manifested possibilities. It's all a lot of times it's about setting the intention, and then the universe will open the door. That thing may be next, but until like I said before, I've been closed off to the idea of not living here. But the minute I said, okay, you know what? I know what the universe wants to push me out of here. I'm going to acquiesce. I'm going to let go. I'm going to see what they have in store for me. Because always when you're at this situation of not wanting to let go, it's like, I don't know if you've ever seen this picture, but it's like the kid's got a little teddy bear behind his back. Or no, the kid's got a little teddy bear. And it's like a picture of Jesus. And Jesus got a big teddy bear behind his back. If you would just give Jesus a little teddy bear, Jesus would give you a bigger, <laughs> Jesus would give you a bigger teddy bear. So it's kind of like that. People holding on to some bullshit and they think their bullshit right. is great. And but they can have better, bigger bullshit if, if they, just they just let, let it go. go and, right. and, and, let, and another, let it float away. Lesson, exactly. It's but no, yeah, my it's just a spiritual practice now. And that's why, you know, the thing about me is, yeah, you know what? Most people they get into the Q stuff, they get triggered, it causes them stress, it, it, it causes them sleepless nights. And me, I can just get into it, I can let it go. It doesn't trouble me so much. Um, because okay, maybe these things are really happening. What can I do? I'm doing my part of talking about it and, 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 and bringing it out into the public. And maybe it's bullshit. And guess what? I've lost a lot of friends. I, I'm not afraid to lose the friends. If, if my friends are hung up on supporting warmongers in the deep state and, and, and a Chinese puppet, then so what? I got to lose those friends. Mm -hmm. I may be wrong, but I'd rather be, I'd rather be alone and, and, and be with people or with my values than you know, be compromised with people just because I want their approval. So I've lost a lot of friends. I mean, a lot of friends because, uh, because I supported Trump last year, because I stick with Q, because I don't wear the mask, because I actively encourage people to not participate to get the vaccine. I actively encourage to disobey the government in these respects, because it's what they do all the time. Under the guise of safety and public health, they all implement right. controls. You think they're, they're not, they don't want to take the control back. You're not going to willingly take it back. You have to take the mask off if you don't want this to continue. And, and that's all I can say about that. And I, I'm luckily I live in Florida and I don't face too much resistance when I don't wear the mask. Uh, but again, also, I feel like DeSantis country. <laughs> thank God. Thank God, because uh, my business would be shut down right now. One hundred percent. I feel that. Right. I want to it sounds like you're, you're a little on your soapbox right now, my friend. And it sounds like you're getting ready. You're getting ready to campaign. So I want the last thing I want to talk to you about is 
Do you think Trump is going to run in 2024 or do you think he'll he'll have vindicated himself before then? What do you think is going on there? Okay, well, where's the, the Q month. clock now? Okay, <laughs> okay. so what, you, what, what you're seeing a few things. So uh, the, the companies didn't like this, a lot of these companies, but when George and a lot of these other states started changing their election laws, a lot of these corporations started fighting back. And so we're going to take the Olympics out of here. We're going to Major League Baseball, this bullshit, they said. The government can't do anything anymore, but the, the corporations are really trying to enact everything. And so what you're seeing is the you can't have Trump come back in 2021, for one thing, if the election system isn't fixed. So that's got to happen. But here's what I think is going to happen. I think, like I said earlier, you're going to see these elections get audited. You're, you're already seeing it in Maricopa. It's looking it's not looking good. We already knew that going into it. If you you know, if you believed what I believed, that it was stolen when 100 uh, percent things were shipped in fake ballots, um, the, the Dominion system, flipping votes, and it's being shown. And I, I continue to believe that this domino effect will continue into these other states. It's already happening right now in Pennsylvania. I've been looking at it tonight before we got on. Uh, so like I said, I think you're going to see a domino effect. Q talks about the Keystone and the key, Pennsylvania is the Keystone state. But again, the Q posts are up to speculation. There are many things like uh, Keystone could have meant other things too. Um, what was the White House? That was... Um, Castle Rock. People thought Castle Rock was a million things. And ultimately, one of them was also Castle Rock Studios, where there's a fake White House. Is that what Castle Rock means? We don't know. That's the beauty of the Q post is they're quantum, they're fifth dimensional in nature. And that's what that was. Like I said before, that was my immediate takeaway. So anyway, you're going to see the dominoes fall. And then maybe you're going to see a paper ballot full election before 2024, meaning you're going to maybe see in 2022 a re-election. Uh, you're going to see a new election because they're going to say, you know what, this election was completely uh, fuck up and we're going to have to do it again. The military's in charge. And then we're going to see who actually won because you look at these audits and these these people are really fighting hard not to see what's going on. Like, why don't we, why can't we see? Why are you fighting so hard? Let's see what really happened. And now we're seeing the truth. So if you don't get the election laws fixed, you won't have a Trump in 2024. You're, you're already seeing those election laws being fixed. And like I said, the dominoes are going to continue to fall. The election results are going to come out. Flynn, uh, Lindell, they're they're all out there still fighting for it. Lynn Wood is convinced he's on fire. I, I, I every day I find a new Lynn Wood clip where he's out there continuing like it was November second last year. Like that's how on fire he still is. So this is why I continue to be like I'm not fully invested in keeping up with this stuff every day. I don't even listen to the X22 anymore every day because I'm I'm obsessed with my Sopranos podcast right now. But uh, <laughs> do you like the Sopran? Do you like the Sopranos? By the way, I I, I uh, when people ask me what is the greatest television show of all time, I say the Sopranos. So I'm very okay. I'm huge. Well, there awesome. you go. Very good. So that's what I think is going to happen. I think that uh, I'm still yeah I still follow it. Because here's the thing, there's about five or six accounts I follow where I get all my information from because those are aggregate accounts. They get, they do what I do on Float Universe. They they aggregate the best content. And then, and, and again, like X-22, you listen to X-22, it is all, he's talking about all these people that are in the mainstream media. X-22 is not one of these far right, uh, you know, like you said, conservative jerk off sites. It is talking about, it, it, the, the focus of the X-22 report is the global financial system. And all these, because that's the thing, coronavirus at the end of the day was about shutting down the global financial system and getting Trump out of power. Once they got him out of power, then they can, can, can you know, at least on the face of it, right? As far as I'm concerned, Trump is still in power. Like he even had the Resolute desk down in uh, Mar-a-Lago. A copy of it, at least is what they say. Right. So who knows, who knows what the truth is, but I, I, there's gonna be no 2024 for Trump, uh, especially if the election laws aren't fixed. I, I'm, I'm betting on the people I'm seeing the truth and then they're going to have a special election 2022. Is that the new Q clock? Yes. For me, unprecedented special election conducted by the military. Oh, you know what, dude? Okay. You know, I mean, we, that's. Well, do, well, where do you think it's going to go? Look at the audits. Do, do you not see the audits? What do you think I, about that? I, I, what I see is if you want my take, I, 
I yeah, we want that, your take. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that Trump is probably okay. I could see one of two ways. I could see Trump actually coming back in 2024 and pulling a Grover Cleveland and being a non-consecutive president. If there's going to be any guy in modern American history who could do it, it would probably be Trump. And yet, what I kind of what I see is um, I call it the DNGOP. I think that with Biden, you've seen kind of like a new sort of right leaning democratic party consensus and you're seeing kind of the anti-trumpers or the people who you know who have abandoned trump and are now scared kind of post january 6 kind of slowly tilting more towards this new conservative democratic party and i it's not hard for me to imagine a future where you kind of have a, a right-leaning hegemonic democratic party that just kind of runs the country and trump kind of represent trump and the whole mega thing the populist thing and even like bernie and the left popular stuff that was all that's all just sort of discarded that that was all sort of just a, um, a a last attempt, so to speak, before you kind of you, you got this new consensus. Well, it's here's very, what happens: a very black uh, position, but yeah. Well, outside of Act of God, uh, it's deep state all the way, and whoever the deep state's pick is, which ultimately at this point, the, the control, the seat of the deep state is China. It's not. It's Russia is not our enemy, like the news plays them out to be. They want it so bad in the news for Russia to be the bad guy because China is the actual bad guy. Russia is a junkyard empire, and China. I don't. I don't have a lot of. I, I don't know if I think China actually long term is going to be able to become like a superpower, but you don't think so. They've, they've they've totally, totally infiltrated this country. They bought so many of the businesses. They've got the politicians bought. They've already controlled the world. It's it's scary, actually, that I realize they've already they've infiltrated 10 years ago. They're they're they are already in. It was a matter of like the globalists. Listen, if I'm wrong, the globalists are in full control. But here's the thing: if you look at the news, if you look at the financial system, it doesn't look like they are. Which is why I encourage people to li- like listen to X22 because he's going to talk about all those things, and you're going to have real sources you can go look at that are in the mainstream media that they're reporting, and followed up with the people that are on Twitter talking about these things that again are considered legit, blue checked. Not this fun, uh, fun land conspiracy shit I like to talk about. Because, yeah, I like to go wacky with it. I like what if. I like in an alternate reality. Maybe Hillary is at Gitmo. Why can't I entertain that thought? Why is it so bad for me to just want to believe in Q? Why does everybody get pissed off about it? I'm Who cares? Not, what I, I'm not pissed not, off. I'm not pissed not off. You. I'm not you. Ta- I'm not talking right, about right. you. I'm just talking, I'm talking about people in general. Like, why is that so offensive that I hold a certain set of beliefs? I don't, I'm not going to unfriend you because you have a set of beliefs unless you want to. Sh- and I'm not even shoving it down people's throat. They just get offended and they say he's part of that. We're not, we're not friends with him anymore and that's fine i I, yeah i never i'm obviously i'm very against canceling people and i'm always happy to talk to people about what they believe in and i i don't get mad but i do maybe uh (laughs) i do get a little concerned because what bothers me about q is i feel like it q can become like a black hole that you never come out of because you're you're right and you're right you're absolutely right and i really need to tell people you're absolutely right 100 i can't reiterate it enough i really can't because i knew a lot of people when they started going down the q hole it was like the worst, some of the worst things you can imagine they would uncover and they weren't prepared for it. And it was very traumatizing. I got people, I got a woman that comes and floats. It's still traumatized to this day by the shit she found last March, not, not via me, but you know, she went down to drink a chrome black hole and it, it's, they're not pretty. And if you have a wild imagination, if you've been abused, if you've gone through anything right. like that, don't do it. It's, it's horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. A lot of people won't even accept it. Okay. So don't even bother with it. So I totally agree with that. 100%. Well, you've got to have but, some kind but of you're saying, you have a balance. You got to balance internally to look at this stuff. This is the Q black hole where we assume that QAnon and the Q, the Qverse, the Qniverse, as I like to call it, is is real and valid. But I'm also saying that I, I again, I very much think that QAnon was a psyop. Let me ask you this: Do you think the deep state is real? 
deep, deep state. Yeah. But there's a the thing, of course I think the deep state is real, but it's just, you know, what exactly is the deep state? Is it really as, okay. as wild it's, as it is it, in the universe or is it just, you know, some, I think, some old I, farts I think, who like military industrial complex funding, right? I think you've got a bunch of billionaires and trillionaires at the top of the biggest corporations in the world, which own basically everything. I think it's six companies control all the media. Um, at the top of the pyramids. I mean, did, look at all the stuff Disney owns, right? And 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 it, whatever their values are, that goes throughout their little ecosystem. And so you're availing yourself to programming. I don't watch TV. I encourage people to not watch TV, uh, listen to independent sources, and uh, trust your intuition. But don't go. You don't need to go down the cue hole. Uh, you know this what, is entertaining though? to me. I, I I actively discourage people because you're right. right. It's it's not for it's not for the light of heart. It's going to keep you up at night. And if you're not balanced, if you haven't, I've been in this world for like 20 years, and it, and it's like a hobby for me. It's entertaining, and I'm able to balance it. I can walk away from it and live my life and not be terrorized at night because kids are getting their blood boiled terror for being a terror to the point where yeah. a, 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 elites want to suck it out of them to live now, longer. Spe- speaking of Disney, have you ever heard of Frozen, the the musical cartoon? I've never I've never seen it, but yeah, I've been on the ride and stuff, and I know about it. Yeah, because it just it just occurred to me the the big song from Frozen, the big song from Frozen, "Let It Go." Um, yeah. it's kind of your anthem, dude. I think you'd be into this song. Ironically, oh it's no, kind I, of your... I, I do. I this get goosebumps a... when I go on the ride at Epcot. I have you been on that ride at Epcot? There's a Frozen I, ride. I have not. I have not. It used to be it used to be Norway because it's all the countries around the world. Well, they they retooled it and they made it Frozen. And I've never even seen the movie. Oh, okay, but I went on the. I went on the ride and you get to the end of the ride and she just she's at the end and she starts belting the song out and I got goosebumps even just because it sounds because because uh, just this just this one um, just this one stanza here let it go let it go can't hold it back anymore let it go let it go turn away and slam the door I don't care what they're going to say let the storm rage on the cold never bothered me anyway that's your song dude that's the fucking float anthem right there there you go. I like it. I, I like the song. I've just never seen the movie. And I've never actually listened to the lyrics, like, except for Let It Go. So thank you. I like that. <laughs> it popped right out at me. All right, Flo, thank that's, you so much for being here. That's how the universe here. works. Yeah, man. Give me, give me uh, as always, uh, anyone you want to give a shout out to, including yourself, where should people go to learn more about this stuff, learn more about you? Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, there's a lot of good it. things here. Yeah. Okay. So what was the float, your float center again that you went to? Neighborhood Great. Float, Carlsbad, California. Huge shout out there to goes. Uh, Neighborhood There you float. go. Shout out to them. I don't I don't know them, but uh, I'm sure I'll they'll I'll talk to them at some point. So yeah, Call, shout out to you guys there. That's awesome to let him just shut the place down like that. That was very cool. Um <laughs> uh yeah, if people want to get into the Q stuff, like I said, X22, get on Gab, follow some people on there, and then you can through a certain people you follow, you'll find the rest of the Q tards. Um you can follow <laughs> me on Insta- you can follow me on Instagram at Float Universe. I have a podcast as well. I talk about I, I try to do guests and then I try to do an hour or so every week of me just talking about what's going on in my life, the, the microcosm and the macrocosm of my life and the world. So I like to talk about liberal cringe. I like to talk about Q. I like to talk about what I'm doing. So if you want to listen to me and talk more about this bullshit, uh, please listen to my podcast. Uh, it's all free. You can donate on Patreon a dollar if you like this too. That's cool. Uh, I don't do the 10 cup thing a lot. I, I, I feel embarrassed um but you know i realize i've got so many followers out there if i could get a dollar from each one of them for all yeah. the entertainment i put out there and it's, and it's not political i'm not doing this it, i will totally flip on cue if i see that it's if i see like you know what i've been had or this is not where i think it's going mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you i'd love to i'd love to come out of here and say you know what man i let it go i let i let cue go because it was a fucking <laughs> farce and I, I i finally i saw i saw the the truth in it 
but you know, in a way I should just let it go because it's not, it's not serving me except it actually is serving me because I'm having these entertaining talks with you and I'm making fun memes online. But in a way it's also <laughs> kind of dangerous because if Biden really is control and the deep state really is, you know, the, 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 the clamps are tightening, then this is not kind of stuff I should be producing. So right. anyway, everybody should float. It'll change your life. He's floated. I floated many times. Uh, we'll have to get you another float. And uh, I'll, I'll talk to those guys because you're in California now. You have a lot more interesting access to people in that industry as well. So uh, everybody yeah. should float. It'll change your life. Don't touch your face uh, when <laughs> you get don't in. Don't be a noob. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks, thanks again for having me. It's always course, a fun I am, to, yeah, to get we, on here and talk to you. Thank you for coming to the first ever meeting of Qholics Anonymous. <laughs> thank you. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. Uh, magic eyes only. So here's the thing. If you want yeah. to see the, the, the best theory going forward, and he's got the biggest Q proofs on his page, you can see him on uh, BitChute. Because he's got more of his uncensored stuff on BitChute. Because I'm, I'm telling you, these people are still taking down people who are putting out content that goes against their narrative. If it goes against Corona narrative, narrative. If it goes against, if it's a certain Q topic, it'll they'll take it down. So uh, the, the the it's magic eyes only. M a g i c e y e s q n l y. Magic eyes only. And this is a great uh, account that talks about the cross section of the Great Awakening, uh, the Secret Space Program, the Majestic Twelve, and more importantly, QAnon. Um, and so, yeah, man, X22 and Magic Eyes Only are basically the, the, the two biggest accounts where I get a lot of the esoteric and legit information. So that's why I think people should go and uh, obviously stay blessed and you are enlightened. Thanks again. All right, Flo, thank you so much for being here. Before you go, can I get a let it go? Let it go, let it go. <laughs> I'm going to try to let it go. We'll see. Maybe episode, maybe you come on my podcast eventually but yes i'm gonna let it go <laughs> thank you all right bro thank you so much yes sir thank you thank you my friend you too thanks again